Thank you for being here today. Why don't you smile at somebody and tell them they look awesome this morning. Blessings of God. Thankful for all of our ladies, especially our mothers. We're glad that you're with us today. Please make sure you stop by the foyer and pick up your gift. My wife has prepared for you just a small token of our appreciation. Amen. What a blessed day. It's Mother's Day. I don't know of any other day that's like today. Um, It brings out a lot of different emotions, but I am grateful today that we have some wonderful mothers to celebrate here in this place. Amen. I read the story of a mother who was trying to teach her son uh, his age, and she was doing what all parents do, telling holdups, so many fingers. And, and so he was four years old. It was the night before his fifth birthday, and she said, Now, son, I want you to know, when you go to bed tonight, you're going to be this many. Show me how old you are. And he stick up four fingers, and he said, Now, when you wake up in the morning... You're going to be five years old. And he put out that thumb. And she said, now what does that mean? She says, now it means I'm going to be a handful. (laughs) And so for all the mothers who've had hands full, we celebrate you today. First, second Timothy chapter one. I would like to begin reading with verse number one. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God, the Father, in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank God, whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience, that without ceasing, I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that is in thee also. Everybody said amen. We have been on a series over the last few weeks about the keys. I wonder how many of you remembered your key. This is Mother's Day. You didn't think I'd do it, but if you've got your key for all the ladies, if you don't have a key and you're a woman here today, please see me after church. I have one for you. Whatever you do, tape it to your mirror, put it on your keychain. Mark it special because I want to talk to you for a little while about the key to the home. The key to the home. Everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I realize, I say I realize, men say this all the time, but I don't know that we ever really could fully understand what it means to be a mother because we've never had to go through birth pains and carry uh, a weight around our neck for nine months 
But I do realize that being a mother is not an easy thing. One woman was overheard saying one day that before she had kids and was married, she had three theories about raising kids. Now she has three kids and no theories. And that's the way it is. Kids have a way of taking all the theories and throw, you just throw them out the door because it's not like the book said. When I think about my mother this morning, I think about, first of all, uh, what a great lady she was. But I also remember some of the unique things that my mother would say. And you may have heard some of them. I don't know. If you have, just raise your hand if you hear one of them that rings a bell. But has anybody ever heard a mother say, a little soap and water won't kill anybody? Anybody ever hear that? Maybe that's an old one. Maybe I'm showing my age. Are you going out dressed like that? <laughs> Don't cross your eyes. They'll freeze like that. Anybody ever hear that? I'm not hitting any. I'm, some of you I'm not sure I'm going to get today. Don't make me come in there. <laughs> Don't put that in your mouth. You don't know where it's been. don't you walk away from me when I'm talking to you I hope someday you grow up and have kids just like you I work my fingers to the bone for what answer me when I'm talking to you don't talk back to me This is the one that I never could understand. My mother, this is going to hurt me worse than it hurts you. And it usually was before she wore me out with a switch. And then the favorite one of all, if you don't stop crying, I'm going to give you something to cry for. (laughs) We celebrate our mothers. Amen. There are many great forces that move in life. I don't have time to go into all of them, but I don't think that there is any that is greater than the influence of a mother. There is something about what God invested in her that can certainly transform life. And I believe this morning that it is my responsibility to remind all of you ladies, and especially our mothers, of the powerful influence that you possess, how much you can sway and change any situation. The influence of the mother is one of the greatest forces that I know of in all of the world, for good or bad, whichever way you choose to use it, you have the power to influence. And I want to talk to you today about the power of that potential. I want to talk to you about the, the fact that God has given you a place in all of our lives that can make a tremendous difference. So don't sell yourself short, no matter what your circumstances are. Sometimes as a pastor, I hear people make excuses for why they're not doing better parenting because of their heritage or because of their background. But don't let your shortcomings stifle the influence that you have or pervert that influence. 
to something that it shouldn't be. And don't ever let your limitation become a limitation to what your children can be or become. Thomas Edison, one of the most tremendous impacts upon our, our lives that of anybody that I know of in history, his inventions have revolutionized our world, and they have led to so many other things. He has some of the most amazing quotes that you will find anywhere, such as, Our greatest weakness lies in giving up. He said the most certain way to succeed is always to try one more time. He said opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls and looks like work. He said I have not failed. I have just found 10,000 ways that don't work. He said, genius is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. Now, where did he learn those things? Because according to his early upbringing, he was considered by his schoolmaster to be unteachable. One day, Thomas Edison overheard the teacher tell the inspector of the school he was attending that Thomas is addled, which in that day meant he was mentally incompetent of learning, that they were wasting their time. And so Thomas heard this, and it so hurt him that he left school and he went home crying and he told his mother, well, you can only imagine what mom did. Mom put on her big shoes and and it was that day that Thomas found out how powerful the influence of his mother was because she marched him right back up to that school and she came into that master's office and she, with all of her motherly indignation, gave him an earful. Thomas Edison later re- recounted the event as it unfolded in that uh, man's office and how his mother so angrily uh, called him to account for what he had said about her son. And he, she said this about him. She said, my son has more brains than you have. And then she turned and took Thomas home and she proved to the world that he did. This is what Thomas Edison said late in life. He said, it was then that my mother made me. He said, when I heard what she said to that schoolmaster who had written me off as unteachable, as a dunce, as an idiot, he said, it was there that I realized that I could do something. And he said, I felt I had something to live for. And he said, I have spent the rest of my life because of the support of my mother I have spent the rest of my life trying to make myself worthy of her belief in me and show her that her confidence was not misplaced. I don't want to talk about the perfect woman this morning because there is none. I was reminded of that again when I read Proverbs 31 when I was reading down and it said, who can find? That's a question. So I don't know that there is 
Now, there is certainly the criteria to look for, but there's no perfect mother. So I don't want to talk to perfect women this morning. I want to talk about the potential that you have as a woman or as a mother. I want to talk to you about the possibilities of what can happen and what can transpire in your life. I want to talk about the difference that a principle, perspective, persevering, purposeful mother or woman can make in life and in our world. I want to talk about the influence that can be life-changing when it is used in the right measure. The world we live in tells women to do something important with their lives. And God says what you have been created for is the most important thing that you could ever find. You don't have to make yourself important. You are important. Somebody ought to clap your hands and say yes to that because the world wants to make you think you've got to do something outside what God has already created to find your purpose. And the reality is that just fulfilling your role as a wife, a mother, as a woman, a lady, that you have an opportunity to make a difference in our world like none other that I know of. Amen. The world promotes the idea of a strong woman, but God promotes the idea of a woman of strength. The world promotes the idea of power, God promotes the ideal of principle. The world promotes clothing. God promotes character. The world promotes and encourages crassness. God promotes class. Amen. And character. The world promotes face value. Face. F-A-C-E. Face value. But God promotes Faith value. Because it is the faith value that makes the difference when the face value won't take you where you need to go. Amen. In our text, there is no mention in Timothy's life of his father being involved. And I thought it interesting, and so I started digging. I called my brother and I asked him, and he said, Well, there's not a lot recorded. Other than the fact that he was a Greek, that's about the only thing that historians can agree on, that Timothy's father was a Gentile. He was perhaps dead by the time Paul wrote the book of Timothy, or if he was not dead, he was an unbeliever, he was an unconverted man, or if he was a believer, he was a non-entity in the raising of Timothy. He was not to be found. He was an absentee father, whatever you want to call him. At best, he did not exert the influence that he possibly could have. But there was a grandmother and there was a mother who decided that even if we don't have the support of a husband and we don't have the support that we should have, we're still going to do what's right by this son, Timothy. And without the support and the network that so many people feel like they have to have, they helped raise up a young man that became pastor of the church 
of Ephesus at a very young age in a world that was uh, was exceedingly pagan and he made a tremendous difference in Ephesus and it all came about because of a grandmother and a mother who may have been handicapped by many things but they weren't handicapped in what they could pass on and that was a faith that could help them through whatever he might face in his life. And so they passed along something that was worth having. The generational curse, if that's what you want to call it, was broken. She passed along a faith that carried into future generations in spite of her limitations and in spite of everything that seemed to be contradictory to her efforts. She said, I can make a difference and I will make a difference. And so Lois and Eunice passed along a faith. It was not just a belief system. The word that was used in Paul's writing of faith had a much broader spectrum than just a belief system. But he passed along, or she passed along to him a courage to cope with life, a courage to not panic when life throws you a curve, a a, a courage that will keep you going and keep you from being swept away or being one who wants to run away. She invested in Timothy something that gave him backbone and the ability to stand up and face life whatever might come. That's a powerful thing to pass along to your children. A courage to face life. A courage to deal with whatever life throws your way. It is obvious that they passed along a love. It was a love for truth. It was a love for Jesus. But it was a love for others. And it is seen exemplified in his life over and over. They passed along the power to cope the power to shoulder the task life had flung on them and the power to stand up and face that without caving in. They had already had to do that. They had had to cope either with a husband that was not there or one who had passed away or one who opposed everything that they represented because he was an unbeliever, whatever the case. They learned how to cope with all of those adversities And a mother has the ability to do that. There's something that you can pass along to your heritage that is more important than your genetics. It's more important than the gene pool that's made up the history of your family. You can pass along a faith that is so powerful and so strong that it will make a difference for years to come. Amen. You're passing along something this morning. I wonder what it is. In my lifetime, I have seen women who were mistreated and not taught right things about life and never shown the right example and not taught how to be a lady to turn out to be just what they were taught. But I've seen others that were in the same circumstances. They had the same problem. 
They didn't have a support system. They didn't have somebody giving them an example. But they determined that they could do something different with their life and their future. And so they stopped the generational curse. They said it's not going into the next generation. I don't want my kids to be dysfunctional like I have had to grow up. I don't want my kids to mirror whatever I have come out of. And so they set a stake and they said from this point forward, this is how our life is going to look. Oh God, help us today. To understand, ladies, the powerful influence that you have to pass along more than genes, more than genetics, you can pass along grace. More than life's frustrations, you can pass along faith. And more than problems, you can pass along a spirit of perseverance. Amen. Ben Carson has become a common name in our world over recent years. He ran for the presidency in the last election. But Dr. Benjamin Carson, who was first known as a renowned surgeon of John Hopkins University, uh, was raised by a single mother. I don't remember the exact details. His dad died or left, whatever. His mother raised them on poverty income. And so, in part of their discipline in growing up, she would make Benjamin and Curtis, his brother, write a book report every two weeks, not for the school, but for her. And so, all of his growing up years, up into his junior high and high school years, every two weeks, he had to have read a book and, and written a report to give it to his mother. That was part of the discipline of his life. And he said it wasn't until he got into junior high that he made a discovery that shocked him. For he found out that his mother was illiterate. She could not read or write. But she had made up her mind. I'm not passing that curse along to my kids. I'm not passing that gene into the next pool. And so she diligently made them study and read and learn so that they might not be handicapped by the things that she was handicapped. Now consider this. Raised by an illiterate mother, he grew up to become a world-famous surgeon that has been featured in so many areas of our world and even considered for candidacy of the President of the United States. And all of it was done by a mother that could not read or write. But she didn't sit at home wringing her hands saying, man, we just don't have any opportunities. She said, you know what? I may not be able to read and write, but you're going to learn how to read and write. And thank God for some mothers that will put their foot down sometime and say, you know what? We're going to close that door. We're not bringing that into the future generation. We're not passing that one along. It stops with this one. Amen. I'm talking about the key to the home is a mother who knows the power of her potential and the influence that she can yield. And she did not allow her limitations to limit her children. She will not allow the influences around her to determine the outcome of her kids. But she invests something in them that will make a difference for their future.
Ladies, I want to applaud all of you today, but I, I want to really prick something in your mind and your spirit and make you understand how powerful your influence is. That no matter what your circumstances are, I don't, if you're a single mother and you're fighting all the odds, don't let your limitations limit what you have the ability to do. If you are here and your husband does not live for God but fights you tooth and toenail, let him fight all he wants to, but you just make up in your mind you're going to keep planting the seed of faith. You're going to keep planting a confidence in God. You're going to put something into that child that will make a difference for their future. No matter what happens, pass along something worthwhile. Future generations can enjoy the blessings of a faith that was not held but given. Amen. Abraham Lincoln said, no man is poor who has a godly mother. And he said, I remembered my mother's prayers and have followed. they have followed me and they have clung to me all of my life. And all that I am and I hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. Ladies, what my wife said earlier, you need to hear again. The power of your prayers can prevail over many, many things. Don't ever give up on your kids. Amen. I don't remember exactly how many years ago, but I think it was about 16 or 17 years ago. Here in this auditorium, Sunday morning, Mother's Day, my oldest brother came to be with my mother for her Mother's Day celebration. Teddy, as most of you are aware, had been backslid and away from God for 40 years. He had gone down some pretty rough paths. He had died uh, several times and been revived out of drunken stupors. He had been burnt. He he had been in accidents, everything you could imagine that could have taken him out of life. And after 40 years of being away from God and almost seeming untouchable, on a Mother's Day morning, he walked in. And before that day was over with, I'll never forget, Brother Cox, you remember it. He started out around that way to go pray with him. And before he could get to him, Teddy was kneeling right there. And I'll never forget that Mother's Day. Amen. He found his way back to God. How did that happen? Was it chance? No, it wasn't chance. My mother may have had a lot of faults. but She had a lot of Indian blood in her. And she was a squaw sometimes. A Cherokee or a Comanche. I don't know which one, but she could be a squaw sometimes. <laughs> But there's one thing my mother, in all of her limitations, my mother did not get past the third grade, was always intimidated by her lack of education. And so she drove us. If we got a B, she wasn't happy. She wanted us to have an A. You say, well, you shouldn't put that kind of pressure on your kids. That's not pressure. That's possibility. That's trying to help a child see that you don't have to settle for, for mediocrity when there's more that you can have. And she never quit praying for that son. And after 40 years, that's a long time to wait. But after 40 years of praying, 
God brought that young man, or it wasn't a young man, that man back to God. Amen. Now he's in eternity with the Lord, and I am grateful to know that it was because there was a mother who was uneducated, was very backwards in many of her ways. She was very uncomfortable around anybody with any kind of possessions because she had been raised so poor you can't even imagine. And yet she understood there was an influence that she could yield. And the reason I'm here today, the reason he's here today, the reason our kids are here today is because there was a mother that did not sell short her potential to make a difference And so she did what she could. She sowed into our lives. What a difference she made. Stand with me if you will. Amen. I am grateful today for every mother in this building, every lady. I am so very thankful. But I want you to understand today that you're a key, the most important key to a home. I don't know of any influence that is more powerful than what you have the ability to yield. Don't sell yourself short. I don't care if you've made mistakes. I don't care if you're in a bad place right now. I don't care if you look back over your life and you've, you've made all the wrong choices. Hear me this morning. Understand that from this day forward, you can make up in your mind. You know what? We're going we're gonna to draw a line today. And I'm going to start passing something along that will make the future better. Reach over and take your family by the hand. I want us to pray together. If you have your mother with you, you ought to be thankful today. You ought to be grateful that you have the opportunity to pray with. Father, we love you today, and we thank you for the multitude of your mercies. I thank you, God, for this service. I thank you, Lord, for the mercies of a mother. I thank you today for all of those who are here, and we celebrate them, Lord. We do thank you for their influence. But, God, would you somehow, in some way, in some mother's heart who feels overwhelmed or burdened or frustrated, or limited, or whatever they may feel, that you would touch their heart this morning and cause them to realize how much they can make a difference, how greatly they can alter life if they put their efforts forward in the right direction. I pray for the blessings of God upon every home and upon every mother. And I pray that you will keep us this day. Let it be a great day for all of our families. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. If you're thankful for your mother, say amen. Amen. If you're thankful for the church, say amen. Turn to somebody next to you and say, I don't know about you, but I am blessed today. I am blessed today. I am blessed today.